Rabbi good morning. A good Nerev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshas, Bereshis, Tovshin, Pei Beis. We're now about to start, embark upon our new our new cycle of the Shnayim Mikrev Targum, the yearly cycle, which is the cycle which we have. We completed the entire Torah at the end on Simchas Torah, Zeis HaBracha, and we're now about to embark upon the new year, the new Bereshis, a new look. And uh, I was contemplating what I'm going to speak about, and the truth is there's so much to speak about in this parasha. As I heard, to quote Rav Shach, Rav Shach said in his later years, when he wasn't able to sit and learn Gemara with the same intensity, he said that just to open up Chumash Bereshis, Sefer Bereshis, in Chumash, Parashas Bereshis itself, says I could spend the whole year just learning Parashas Bereshis. Bereshis is jam-packed. It's really a Bechina of Einsof. It's really never-ending. It has within it so many and so many lessons. The first lesson is the lesson of Amunah and HaKadosh Baruch in the creation of the world. Shachar Shach used to say over that Rashi's question, which he says in the beginning of the Torah, the Torah should have started out with the mitzvah of HaKadosh and Rashi gives a teretz. It's in order to teach us uh, the lesson. If the goyim will say that we are robbers, this land doesn't belong to us. So we know that Hakadosh Baruch created the world, and He decided to give it to the ones that keep His Torah, because we are the tachlis of the world. We are the tachlis of creation. Bereishis b'shil Yisrael, bereishis b'shil Torah. These are the two aspects. And Rav Shach used to say over that. The truth is, is that Rashi's question is not really a question because without the Sefer Bereshis, without us knowing that there's a creator, that the, the creator that created or that there's a manik that is real, then all mitzvahs would be for naught. And this is really based upon the Ramban, that the Ramban says it's, it teaches That's the first aspect. The second thing is, is in order to understand that the, 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 the Midas, that a person, the creation of man, after HaKadosh Baruch created the world, and he created Shabbos, he created man, and in man, he told him, I gave him a message, a, a, a mission, love the Lashomer to watch over Gan Eden, placed him in Gan Eden, and then the whole episode which take place with man's fallings, man's iniquities, and man's mistakes, both Adam and Chava and the Nachosh, and the, what do we learn from there? We learn out from the messages uh, what happens when a person is mechapes covid? When a person is mechabit mechapes taiva? A person has lusts. Then this is what happens: a person sins, and the inyan of Cain and Hevel, which we see the first murder, which takes place between two brothers. These are lessons of a lifetime, lessons of the world, all packed into one parsha. And sometimes people, especially. Yeshiva Rachel, they don't appreciate how much really a person has, has to learn. I saw, I heard a hesped last night on a great person that passed away, just mentioned Rabbi Moshe Tendler, Zechat Livracha, the son-in-law of Moshe Feinstein, Zechat Tzadik Livracha. He himself was a great Talmud Chacham, and not only a great Talmud Chacham, he also was a, he had a doctorate in biology, and he was the head of the, bi, if I'm not mistaken, the biology department in Yeshiva University. But he was steeped in Torah, and he was a big Talmud Chacham. And one of his sons said that he was learning with him, literally, the parasha of Zeis Bracha, 
before he was nifter, maybe a couple of days before he was nifter, not that his father could talk by then, but his father still had still had the ability to be able to listen. And there's so much that a person could learn from this week's parasha. So we'll just point out uh, a few different aspects that I saw brought down. Again, as I say, we always, we're just a conduit for other people's Torah. But when we read the parasha, we have to first, first of all, get it hischachus. The word beratius means a new. Beratius means in the beginning, but it's a newness, right? We all should have a new, a new look at the Torah. Rabbi Vigna Miller says an unbelievable thing. Why do we have so many and so many uh, multitudes and multitudes of galaxies, multitudes and multitudes of stars? The truth is our galaxy itself is only a pittance in comparison to so many other galaxies. Today, we we have telescopes and they can show us uh, this amount, this amount. But the, the truth is it's, it's, it's vast, it's unending. What's the purpose of it all? And Rav Avigdor Miller says that the Pasuk says, Because Baruch created everything in order we should have awe of him. And the Pasuk says in Kohelis, in uh, we say in the morning, Baruch created everything good as a covet for his name. Our whole world is a small little planet. We take a look at it, we think it's so big and so large. But the truth is, in comparison to the rest of the suns and the moons that surround the galaxies, we know that so many and so many billions and billions of stars, and each one is so distant from us. So the lesson is that, first of all, there's an Ein Saif, that the HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Ein Saif. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a sun and a moon, but that's and an earth that we live in. But this is all... HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinite understanding, that's the purpose why he created the world. In order that it should be an Adam, and an Adam should follow what he should do, and should also should hear him fun of. This world is also a prosder to the world to come. And the world to come, we know, is Olam Haba. If we can see what can happen in a physical world, how vast the world is, how much more so, can we, should we have joy and nachas recognizing that we're able to enter into the world to come, to the simcha of the Ein Saif, Ein Saif of understanding, Ein Saif of connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbi said, this gives us a little bit of a, of some of the lessons of Sefer Bereshis, to have an understanding how vast the creation is. I saw brought down again something which is beyond my pay scale, but the Chidah brings down that the Pasuk says, The world was empty, was without understanding, it was dark, and the Spirit of HaKadosh Baruch hovered over the face of the earth. So the, the Arizal says that on the words, we have the Seifet Tevis, the last Tevis of those le- of those words, are the words Kalim, are the words Kalim, and it's teaching us what was the Tayyub Avoy Tayyub was what's called Tayyub Avoy was the Shviras Hakalim, that was Hakadosh Baruch Hu, he broke the Kalim so to speak, again beyond my pay scale, but there's a concept Hakadosh Baruch Hu when he created the world he had to break the Kalim, Kaiyachav Tzimtzum, that's all Marum is in the Pasuk. 
Choshech HaPnei Tahim. And the antidote for that is Veruach HaLakim Rechefes HaPnei HaMoyim. Lasid Lavoy, as the Medrash says, the Ruach HaLakim is the Orish HaMashiach, which is hovering over the, the earth, hovering over the waters. What is the water? The water is the Torah. Rabbi said, the answer to everything is that the Torah was, the, the world was created for the Torah. The Torah is the Tikkun of the Shvira Sakalim. Again, these are concepts which are beyond their understanding. There's so much we could continue to learn from the Parsha, but we just want to say over one or two words and some great, great mices. The, the, the Rashi says that this Parsha needs a drasha. Because saw that the light was good. And he says, This also we need Divrei Agada. We have to we have to darshan these things. The I saw brought down that Rav Shach Zetzal said over that the the world was created for the Torah. The world was created for 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 for, for Klai Yisrael. That Yudnikuraishes. The Gemara and Chulam brings down a story. The Pinchas Ben was going to be Mekai in the midst of Pidyan Shvuy, and he got to a river, and the river was flowing, and he asked the river that the river should dry itself up and allow him to go through. So the river said, listen, I'm doing the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and you're doing the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the truth is, is that my will is greater than your will. Why? Because you're going to do something. It's a suffolk. It's a doubt if you're going to be able to fulfill the mitzvah or not to be able to fulfill the mitzvah. It's not yet completed. I am for sure fulfilling the mission which was granted to me by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Moshe Rabbeinu said to him, listen, I hear what you're saying, but I got to tell you, either you split the river or I'm going to make sure that you're never, ever going to flow again. You're going to lose your whole power. You won't be a river anymore. So Rav Shach said an unbelievable thing. The truth is, is that the Nahar, the river, had a great taina. What was the taina? The taina was, you're only a Suffolk and I'm a Vadai. We know the Gemara says, Ein Suffolk Motsimi De Vadai. A doubtful thing is not able to be Motsi from the Chazok of something which is for sure. So Lachari, he was correct in his assessment that you're not necessarily going to fulfill your mitzvah. Why? <coughs> I'm continuing to do the Kiyam of the Ratzin of HaKadosh Baruch Secondly, why did Rosh Rabbeinu use the argument, either you're going to follow what I say, or else you're going to cease to exist. You're never going to be able to flow again. Why don't you say, listen, either you're going to stop for now, if not, then I'm going to make sure you're going to stop for now. But why do you say you're never going to be able to continue at all? So Rav Shach says an unbelievable word. He says, we see from over here that the whole tachlis of the Bria is for mitzvahs. That's the tachlis of the Torah. Is in order to be Mekayim the mitzvahs. The tachlis of the whole Bria. Why did HaKadosh Baruch create this vast entity? The galaxies, the world, the sun, the moon, the stars. Everything was in order to be able to be Mekayim mitzvahs. I have to tell you, when I learned this early this morning, it really gave me a tremendous, tremendous chizuk. We realize how important every mice and mitzvah that a person does. And to fulfill, when we fulfill it, we're literally, we're completing the rutzen of the creation of the world. This is an amazing, amazing thing. And therefore, Rav Shach says that when do the rules of Suffolk, Maitzimi, Devayda come into play? That comes when it comes to certain dinim, 
oh, who's correct in a psak halacha, in a, in a, in a case of, a, of an obligation, of monetary issues perhaps. But if we're holding by a kiyam of a mitzvah, that a person is trying to do a mitzvah, then the concept of suffolk and vade doesn't fall into play. Because the fact that man is going out to be a mekai in the mitzvah, that is the kiyam of the world. And therefore, we know, HaKadosh Baruch says that if a person is even mechashet to do a mitzvah, it's as if he did a mitzvah. So for sure, when a person goes out to do a mitzvah, that's the tachlis of the velt. So therefore, the nohar is chayiv to follow the tachlis. He has no other kiyum. The kiyum of HaKadosh Baruch at that point is to do the mitzvahs. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu said, if you're going to fulfill the mitzvahs, then you're going to be able to continue to be around. If not, you have no tachlis. I have to tell you that uh, I saw Gavaldika Maisa, uh, you know, uh, or during Simchas Torah in my shul, I was able to buy uh, the Chassan uh, Torah. It didn't. It wasn't that. Didn't go for a large amount of money. I was able to outbid the other people that were bidding it. And Mitzvah making a kiddush this Shabbos, and you know we had Kolanarim. We had little children that were getting aliyahs. Ah, the the nachas. Everyone was having, seeing their little children underneath the talas, the amount of candies. The candy industry was so happy with Simchas Torah. But the little children were dancing with the little Sifateras and kissing the Sifateras. And I have to tell you that I saw Misa, my own grandson, he told me yesterday, he came, came to help us take down the sukkah. He said, Zaydi, he, he bought a Glila in his shul and he spent a lot of money. He made a lot of money selling us. You're going to love him. He spent, I said, why did you spend a lot of money? He said, well, it was a group of us. We brought it together. And at the end, one of the Balabatim and my son-in-law Shul said, listen, instead of you spending the money, if you'll learn a certain amount of dafim, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll sponsor your part. So that's what happened. He was able to get away from paying the money, not getting away. He's now learning a certain amount of dafim, which we are the schus of that certain Balabas. I saw an unbelievable thing that in a certain Shul, the guy by the basic Knesset he would sell aliyahs to children who are of Gemara learning age, nine, ten years old. And the way he would sell it to them is that he would ask them certain questions. And whoever gave the best answer, that would, that person, that child would get an aliyah. Truth is, children, even underneath the age of Bar Mitzvah, they also get aliyahs. That's the way they do it in this particular shul. So one of the questions they asked, and he asked a group of the children there, the fifth graders, he says, why do we le- begin to learn, we know in the Chadarim, they begin to learn Haschalos HaGavaris in Perik Eilu Metzius, the Perik which we're all familiar with, Eilu Metzius, we speak about the Devarim that have a simon that you have to be Machris, Devarim She'ein Lem Simen, they don't have to be Machris. Why is that the first thing that we learn about? So one child said, the reason is because since children are the ones that are always running around, they're rummaging, always finding things. So they have to know what the rules are when you find something, which is a great teretz, because that's why children should learn this parak. There was a young boy there, and he said, I want to tell you what the reason is. He says, this, there's a specific halacha we find in the parak, which speaks about if you find coins one on top of the other, if it's matbeyas that are three, one on top of the other, that's considered a simon, and therefore you have to be machris. So what do we see from this lesson? We see from this lesson is that when a person builds like a, a, like a migdal, he builds like a tower, that means that someone placed it in such a, such a fashion. Coins don't just fall upon each other. 
and just end up being like a tower. There must have been someone that had kavon, had intent to place it there. And therefore, that person knows what was there, and therefore he gets the simon. It's a simon that's can be used. So the child said, we can learn from here a great kavachaymer. If we see just for a few coins that are placed upon each other, how much intent and how much kavona and how much rules of ownership that shows how much more so when we see the creation of the world, we see the galaxies, we see the human being, we see the different parts of the human being, the eyes, the ears, every single limb that a person has. And we see how HaKadosh Baruch puts everything into a tremendous order. And even when we live in a world where we see disorder, but we realize that the disorder is all coming about because there's a master planner. These are the lessons of why we learn Elam Metzius. These are the lessons why we begin the Torah of Sefer Bereshus, to give us incentives for us to continue to live a life which is based upon the Creator's creation, how the, why the Rebbe created us. And I want to end off with one unbelievable mice which I saw. Everyone heard about a certain uh, astronaut who was an Israeli astronaut by the name of Ilan Ramon. Ilan Ramon was the first Israeli and the only Israeli to go up in a spaceship. I think it was the Challenger, which eventually that spaceship eventually ended up blowing up. And he perished in the, that horrific, horrific uh, aeronautical um, accident which took place. I don't know if you're familiar with, I've said it over a few times. I remember when this story took place probably over 20 years ago. I mentioned that Elan Ramon was someone that was Mekayim, something which no one else was Mekayim. We know there's an Indian of being Mekayim, Shem Shemayim, of sanctifying Hashem's name in the world. Elan Ramon was Mekayim, Shem Shemayim, Bashamayim. He's Mekayim, the name of Hashem, in the heavens, in front of the entire world. Now, what was this great story? Now, you have to know that there's two stories packed into here. I'm going to try to put them quickly into one. In World War II, when the Nazis um, did what they did, they came to Copenhagen and Sweden, and they also took Jews from there, and they placed them into camps. The last Rav of Denmark was also placed in a camp, and he clandestinely was able to smuggle in a Sefer Torah, a small Sefer Torah, and he, for the fact that there was no other Rav, he ended up becoming the Rav. And they even had minyanim and able to lane on certain occasions, able to lane. How he hit it and everything else was really amazing. At one point, a young boy, a bar mitzvah boy, came to him and he said that he would like to learn his bar mitzvah parasha. Could the Rav possibly teach him? And the Rav was mostly an effish and he taught him his, he taught him his, his parasha. And then this particular young boy, his name was Yehochanan Yosef. Yehochanan Yosef. They even were able to get his mother to come in on the day of his bar mitzvah. They clandestinely, they covered the barracks with whatever blankets they had. They made, the bocher was able to make a bracha, he was able to lane. The mother was able to be there and the mother even gave him a piece of chocolate. Didn't have candies. And then what happened was the Rav, this Rev Desberg, his name was, he gave a present. He said, I'm going to give you this little Sefer Torah you should hold, and I'm giving you a shlichus, 
you should be the one that should make sure to watch over the Sefer Torah because I feel you're going to get out of the camps. And that's what happened. And when you get it, you should bring it to Eretz Yisrael. And you should tell everybody about the Sefer Torah. And Kachave Amai said, the Rav passed away. This particular young boy, Yochan Yosef, ended up coming to Eretz Yisrael. He became a, an Israeli scientist. He was Shomer Shabbos. And he was a professor of astrophysics. And he was one the head of the Israeli aeronautical program. And he had, in his office, he had a little Aaron Kodesh, and he had that little Sefer Torah that he saved from the Holocaust that was given to him as a bar mitzvah present. And one of the Israeli astronauts was Alain Ramon. I said a challenger was the wrong thing. It was on the Columbia. He went on the Columbia airship. And he knew that he was going to go up. He himself was the son of... um, of um, Holocaust survivors, even though he wasn't a Shomer Shabbos yet, but he had a tremendous Jewish Jewish heart inside of him that beat. And he asked the professor, what's so special about the Sefer? And he told him what's so special about the Sefer, and he asked him, listen, I'm going up on this mission. Would you mind if I take it up with me? And he ended up taking that Sefer Torah together, if I'm not mistaken, a mezuzah. Also, he had special kosher food, and he also asked for the times when Shabbos was going to come in in the orbit, so he should be able to keep the Shabbos. And I think he even made Kiddush somehow when he was up there. I can't remember all the details. Rabbi Zai, eventually, he was killed tragically, and the Sefer Torah was also burnt together with everybody else that died over there. But you should know one thing, that that Sefer Torah is still alive and well in spirit, because that same voracious that was read from that Sefer Torah from whatever time it was in the camps and continued to Eretz Yisrael and was taken up by a Yid who said that he wanted to be, his, his last messages was a message of Kiddush Shem Shemayim. This is a tremendous Misa that we should get Chizik from. As we begin the new year of the new cycle of the Torah Akdosha, we clasp ourselves to the Parshas HaShavua, we dance with the Sefer Torah, the Sefer Torah that was in the Holocaust, the Sefer Torah that's in the shuls. And like the little children that they're willing to buy the aliyahs, we also hope that we should have an aliyah. I want to wish everybody a wonderful Shabbos. Mitzvah it should be what's called a guten winter. We should be able to dance and see each other by Simchus, wishing everyone, everyone a great Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.